that space should be like, I'm not sending shit back to Earth. Well, not until I know the whole story about the brother. <laughs> no info until then. That's for sure. Dude, can can I tell you something really quickly, though? Yeah. Your audio is fucking tight, dude. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. What did you do? I tightened it up. I, I'm going to tell you what I tell my wife and my daughter anytime they have a problem. Because here's the deal. I'm a, I'm a man. And uh, society wait, wait. has told us all. Wait. Zip. Society has told us all that men fix problems. So when there's a problem, they come to me. Yeah. And don't cancel me. Cancel society. That's what society has told and lied to all of us about. Oh, of course, it's not true. Society, society's canceled. So here's done. what I said there. Yeah, okay. for sure. So here's okay. what I here's what I always say though. Did you reboot? Because rebooting solves almost every weird problem. If anything that can be rebooted is doing something weird, reboot it, baby. He right. solves most most of the problems. He right. Now, should we reboot society? I rebooted yesterday because I don't know if you've been keeping. In, I don't know if you've been keeping track, but we in that pandemic, bro. Mm-hmm. I have been. Uh, we got a thing down here in Texas called Snowbid. We're on the outskirts of it right now. But guess what we don't have now? We didn't have electricity during the coldest time of our lives. But now that it's starting to get warm, guess what we also don't have now? Water. Water. Yeah, they're just going to keep juggling you know, living necessities with you guys. You're going to get water, but then there will be no more medicine in Austin. They're going to try that out for a week or two. Guess what you can't buy at the store? Water. Because here in Texas, if shit goes awry, people are like, I know I'm not going to be able to drink 1,000 gallons of water in my lifetime, but I don't know if you've been keeping in touch, been keeping track, but we in that pandemic, bro. And I'm going to buy all the, and then, so you go and then there's nothing and you're like, just buy three gallons. That's all you need for the next two days. Don't buy all the gallons. I saw that they were limiting people. You could only like the HEB, which there were these crazy lines. It's crazy. Austin's like all over national news because of this, but um, they were limiting it to 15 items a person or something crazy like that. 12 to 15 items a person. Well, what people were doing was just like getting stuff and then getting back in line and getting stuff and getting, they must've been because you couldn't, you can't sell them, sell that much water. Anyways, I tried to order some because I don't shop anymore because because um it's my prerogative. You could, you've got to free up some time to find out what the deal is about her brother. Dude, and guess what it, I'm looking at? I'm looking at the snow melting off the trees because it's been six days of ice on the trees that won't fall, and now it's falling. Well, there's your water, baby. Yeah, with squirrel nuts in it. Yeah, a little protein. Well, let's talk about what's going on. What's other than that? Let's talk about something that's not bad news. Well, the good news is we're all still alive. And by we all, I mean me all and me and my family. Now, the rest, mm-hmm. there's who knows, man. I, dude, this is what I took for granted modern shit. I just took that shit for granted, dude. Because when I was born, guess what they had? A light switch. Guess what they didn't have in 1822? A fucking light switch. You wanted light, you had to fucking have a candle or you had to have a fucking saw and you had to saw down a motherfucking tree and then you had to fucking make a matchstick and then find the shit that's on the end of the matchstick. <laughs> I took all that for granted, son. 
Here's what I don't take for granted. Modern shit. Modern shit's nice. Dude, we could all be fucking cavemen. We could all be pioneers. But you can't be a pioneer at 55. You can't just suddenly switch into pioneer mode at 55. You got to be born into that shit. We're too soft. Yeah, you can't be softened up for 55 years and then like, okay, bitch, deal with no heat. Oh, you don't have any water? Well, you can write a nice song. Dude, I don't give a fuck about water. Guess what I care about? When it's fucking two degrees. Heat. Dude, you go to sleep and you go night-night forever. (laughs) Dude, I had so no. much anxiety. I can't even tell you. Oh, my God. I have friends in, uh, which, by the way, we've successfully pivoted away from bad news. But uh, I have friends who live in, like, hipper parts of Austin who have had to leave their houses, kind of like you, to get somewhere that had electricity and warmth and shit. And they're worried that all their shit's going to be stolen when they get back. Like, it's just another thing to worry about. I mean, I'm I'm at my ex-wife's house, and it's beautiful here. Guess what they don't have? Water. So if you make a poo-poo... Luckily, they, they thought ahead and they filled up their tubs with water. And uh, so if you make a poo-poo, you just grab a bucket of that tub water and make your poo-poo go bye-bye. Oh, I know a lot of people are melting snow and icicles and shit for, for that very reason. Dude, you know what's cool about melting down icicles and snow? Occasionally, you find a diamond. Oh, is that a metaphor or did that really happen? No, dude. I melted down like 3,000 buckets of ice and snow and found three diamonds. And they're worth over $150,000. Oh, well, that's great. (laughs) Every once in a while, every once in a while, you'll just be like, what the fuck, dude? Just... Do you want here's what you're saying to me. Do you want me to be involved in this podcast? Because you're not throwing the ball to me. You're just bouncing the ball and throwing it in the hoop, rebounding it, bouncing it some more and throwing it in the hoop. And I'm standing here going, throw me the ball, Bob. Because I, I got some skills, boy. I can make a shot. Oh, I'm the I'm one like, saying I got this. throw me the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. saying me. You're that standing exactly, there. Yes, I'm yes, dribbling yes. around. Making shots, then rebounding. Well, no, you're, and, you're and like, then as soon as I get the ball, the first thing I hear from you is, hey, ball, ball, ball. <laughs> Throw me the <laughs> ball, bitch. I got a shot. I got a shot here. And you're like, dude. <sighs> I, I don't I even play, mind that. I, I'm I a baller. I don't even mind that. But, you know, if you're going to be a ball hog, you got to be like Jordan and score the points. That's all, baby. I'm not right. so sure points are getting, I'm not sure we're getting on the board here. Dude. I think I've scored more points in this game than I have in any game so far this season. The diamond, yeah. the diamond was good. The diamond yeah. was good. Yeah. You're right. Well, did you see this thing that Scorsese's getting a little bit of heat about? No. Oh, the, oh yeah. I saw the preview. That shit looks stoop. No, not the movie. He wrote a, uh, he wrote like an essay about Fellini who I, I'm not a big Fellini cat, but Obviously, Fellini is really important to a lot of people that I do like. But he wrote this big thing about Fellini, but it was really kind of a, I don't know, an indictment on sort of superhero movies and the current state of cinema, the current state of the consumption of it with binge culture, the theater experience dying. And it turned into this kind of big generational like, he's a dinosaur. He doesn't understand it. You know, like (laughs) Captain America went to soldiers just like Fellini. And, and Scorsese is basically saying, no, they're not really, 
He's like, it's all fine. That's valid art and comic book stories are important and they're great. They're great spectacles. But, you know, he's not like poo-pooing it, but he's definitely saying there are some differences and, you know, there's a difference between Katy Perry and Tom Waits and it's important that people fight for those differences. Anyway, he's getting a lot of heat about it. It's an interesting conversation happening in film world. Yeah, I mean, I heard about him. He 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 had some disparaging remarks about Marvel movies. Who cares? He's right. He's right. He's one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. So if he says something about movies, unless unless your name is Cohen Brothers, unless your name is Cohen Brothers, shut the fuck up. So if you got some also. some Marvel shit to say to this motherfucker who's made some of the greatest cinema of all time and he's still alive, GFY. <laughs> GFY with your bullshit, you dumb ass motherfucking cancely pieces of shit. Yeah, he's right. I don't care what he says. <laughs> so I don't even need to know what he says. He's right. But here's what I know. That motherfucker's had a hard time making a good movie for a long time. Well, not kind of. He made this movie with, is it Gertrude Stein? Somebody, where he's just interviewing this chick. Yeah, yeah. It's with Fran Libowitz. Yeah. She's sort of like a, I don't know what she is. She's maybe a writer or some bullshit. Who knows? She's not funny. She maybe she was funny in the 70s. She's okay. She's on she's on real time with Bill Maher a lot. She's an interesting person. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna, yeah. I don't need to watch. There's but, but but don't worry about his documentaries. Hours of he, content. His last few movies, The Irishman, Silence, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, some of these were good movies. The, the Departed was only 15 years ago, and that won the Oscar. That's a great movie. It's one of the best movies. I don't know. But you were, you were, I shouldn't have interrupted you because what you were saying was just so spot on. He's a living legend. And despite, just because he hasn't made what some, what some people consider a good movie doesn't mean shit. Has, has Paul McCartney done anything? Since 1980, that anyone cares about? No, no. His his die was cast, really, by 1970, and then post Beatles, he was like, "Well, let me go ahead and make some more great timeless bullshit for fun, like maybe I'm amazed and junk and live and let die and his whole Wings career, etc." Yeah, and all of his solo shit that was amazing. Like he fucking just kept and, cranking right, out right. the fucking jams all through the 70s. Can he can he coast a little now on that? Yeah. For the rest of his life. <laughs> for for sure. He gets a free pass forever. I think I think Dylan made about five more good records after his heyday than Paul did. But Dylan is done. Dylan was done after 1966. When he speaks about songwriting now, people should just listen to that. Yeah. Because of his pedigree. Yeah. Whether or not Dylan has made a good record in the last 10 years is irrelevant, frankly. He right. But have so this is an interesting conversation for me because as you know, I've historically been very uninterested in the MCU movies, but because of WandaVision, I've been watching them all in timeline order. I've watched like 13 of these damn movies in a row over the last couple weeks. And I've been having a really good time. I've been having a great time. I just did both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Those are great. Super fun. Those are great. Super fun. I love those. They're they're like all movies. There's some good ones. There's some ones that are okay. And there's some ones that I didn't like at all. But... They figured it out with X-Men and they figured it out with the Avengers. That shit got, all of it got good. Like real good. I love the first Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire. I've loved most of the Spider-Mans actually. I just feel like when you start having this really reactionary defensive, like I just feel like so much of culture now is hot take culture. Like hot take coming in, get ready. Right. It's like, look, dude, those movies occupy different 
point in the spectrum of entertainment than something like Taxi Driver does. And that's okay. It's just okay to say that. It's okay to say that a, a dinner, a, a steak dinner with some asparagus is different than getting a fucking bag of shame at McDonald's. Both have their place. Both are delicious. A bag right. of shame? One of the most delicious meals I've ever had in my life. You know that. We've, dude, we've shared bags of shame. I love McDonald's. Here's the deal. This dude who's like the greatest chef of all time is like going, hey, McDonald's is bullshit. And then some dickhead is coming along going, but hey, man, people like McDonald's. Yeah, they like McDonald's, you piece of fucking turd. Of course they do. Does that make it good for you or for your soul or for the world? Nine, light a guy. Let's get German up in this bitch. That's for the international crowd, you motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. See, now you're now you're like Steph Curry and you're hitting threes, baby. You're hitting threes dude, from deep. Here's what I know, dude. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm a fucking live, dude. Um, this is what's been happening for the last five days. I've been chased by the woolly fucking tiger. <laughs> I'm the fucking hoofed ibis. Oh. And I'm fucking been running, dude. I've been fucking tick tack tick tack tick tack tick tack tick tack tick all through this fucking goddamn wintry mess. And that fucking fucking shaggy ass fucking tiger. <laughs> Right on my heels. I'm like, (laughs) and I'm alive. And guess what? I look in that tiger. He's fucking getting. I'm looking at that fucking snow coming off the fucking trees. I'm going, all right, that motherfucker's about to go sleep. And guess who's still standing? The mighty Ebus. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Dude, I've had I've been I've had so much anxiety. This is like the most of anxiety I've had as an adult, for sure. Even more than uh even more than we'll just call rule number one that we don't talk about. More than that? Well probably similar, but plus it's compounded by that. It's not these are overlapping uh crises. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know what it is? Anxiety is like a bruise. Like if it just happens once, if you just get hit once. You can kind of get away from it, but it's like if somebody keeps hitting that bruise, and that's really what's been happening over the last five days, is just keeps getting hit, and it's tender. And uh, yeah, but I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. And uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. That's the other thing, man. If if I can like shut my brain, out, if I could shut the world out of my brain, which is really – I. Well, yeah, I kind of think you have to do in a way, or at least for most of your day, shut out the suffering and the pain of the world. But when you're in a situation like this, when you're like, you know, kind of surviving, you start thinking about, oh, there's a bunch of other people going through the same thing. And man, it's like, it's so much to consider and think about. You know, like when everything's fine and and dandy, you can just kind of zone out and not even think about anything else going on. But I don't know for me, man, I just kept thinking about like, what's everybody doing? Because this sucks. It's like when I got a divorce. Before I got a divorce, I mean, I'd hear about people getting a divorce and be like, well, I guess that sucks. I don't know. But when I got a divorce and and, and went through it, I was like, how are people getting through this? Yeah, right. It was so horrible. 
And like when you have a kid, then you're kind of like, oh my God. People's kids die? How do you fucking do that? Well, I used to before yeah. before 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 you have a kid, you don't even think about it. It's such an important part of the human experience. Like before divorce for me, or before like really hard marriage stuff for me, before kids, you could serve me up any kind of movie about anything. Kids getting hurt, marriages falling apart, life being destroyed. And I'm like, mm, acting was good, compelling story, yes. Now I'm like. I'm like, oh, what happens in that movie? Oh, a kid gets eaten by a bear. Or, well, uh, Isabel watched a movie the other day where she was like, well, this, this couple's kid dies and the movie's not even about that. It's about how the kid's death destroys their marriage. I'm like, I'm watching yeah. fucking Winter Soldier downstairs. That's what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. now. Because you're right, dude. When you walk through some of that fire, that acute empathy comes in where it's like, oh, no. Like, you have these weird dawnings where you're like, oh, no. So many people are in pain right now, like incalculable yeah. pain. And then you have to find a place to put that. That's not just apathy and not just give up. You have to find a place to put it in a way that's meaningful for you and to help whoever you can. I had people reaching out to me and like most of my people in Austin, like you, had somewhere to go where they could get safe. But I had I had a couple of people reach out to me who were like, I don't know how to keep my baby warm anymore <clears throat> and we're running out of food. And I actually reached out to some of my other friends in Austin to get to go pick them up because I had another friend who was like, hey, we have power. We have a four wheel drive car. Does anyone need help? And these two people that I got hooked up don't even know each other. And I was like exchanging information because this one guy just put this thing on Instagram about how he's worried his baby was going to die. I mean, good God. We've joked. And it's not a joke, but we've talked on the podcast about like, man, if something happens to our kids. Bye. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if it would have just been me and my wife, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Right. But my five-year-old daughter is just, and she was having a great time. But she doesn't it know how like much danger. My, yeah, she doesn't know how much danger she's in. That's our job to protect them from that. Yeah, you know, it was like my be- it was like my beautiful life, dude. When he gets when he's going off to the concentration camp, that was me going out to get the wood every night to fucking stoke the fire. And my daughter thought it was great. She didn't want to leave the house. She's like, oh, we're having so much fun camping out by the fire. I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> right, right. This house is a fucking literal ice cave <laughs> with no lights. But, Dude, after two yeah. nights of of just darkness and cold, I was like, I, the idea, like, it was so daunting. It's like, oh, I've got to spend another night in complete darkness for 14 hours or 13 hours, however long it is. Just stoking this fire so it doesn't go out the whole night. And luckily we had wood. Like I had access to wood, but I was like, what if somebody doesn't have a fireplace? What are they doing? I mean, my mind tends to run to single moms with kids and apartments with nowhere to go oh my God. without yeah. a fireplace. And the pipes burst in their apartment complex. And then a lot of people in Texas, once their pipes burst, their ceiling started collapsing. Or right. they ran out of formula for their baby. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's horrific. It's really, really horrific. So all, yeah. So all of that combined made for, man, I'm telling you just this awful anxiety stew, but it is weird. I did do that thing. I did reboot yesterday and guess how I rebooted. I fucking got in the pool (laughs) and I'm going to have to say bitch at the end of that because (laughs) God damn it. It was 38 <laughs> degrees, dude. 30 the water was 38 degrees and me and my 
ex-wife's husband both got in that water like fucking men and we fucking dunked our nuts and our heads in that fucking water. And guess what? We both came out of it going, okay, what else you got, world? Because we just fucking voluntarily dunked our nuts in 38 degrees. How long were you submerged? Not long. Like in and out? Dunk out? No, like, you know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Like long enough to where it was it hurt real bad. It was not comfortable. Didn't hurt so good? But it hurt. But I, here's what it did. Dude, it reset everything. I, I tell you, I woke up today and I was like, yeah, we're all good. Everything's good. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's what it takes to recalibrate. You got to recalibrate your brain and, and realize, you know, life is, life is hard. We, we, we shy away from the fact that life is hard and we are living in in a time it's the safest time in the history of man it's the the least violent the the comfiest time we've ever lived on the planet and so it's easy to forget that life is hard but those statistics aren't aren't helpful for someone who's worried that their kid's going to die from being too cold oh no no obviously nothing helps when you're in that situation yeah but I, what I'm saying is because of that, because everything is so comfy and so nice, our brains are calibrated to that. Because you go back a hundred years and you tell somebody, oh, for the next like three days, you're going to have to like make a fire and, and worry about your, they're like, yeah, that's like every day of the year for me. Right. You know, what's crazy is we look at that and we're like, how do they do that? Yeah. People will look back at what me and you do every day and be like, oh my God, how did they do that? They would live like cave people. Dude, 100, 150 years from now, they're going to look back at this and go, what were those people fucking doing? I know. Yeah. <laughs> no. And unlike the people in Wyoming 100 years ago, all of our shit's documented on the goddamn internet. Uh, let's read a few emails because we got some and we need to check them out. That's what we need to do. Dude, uh, do we got time? We got time, baby. We got it. All right. We got five, we got five minutes. Okay. Let's see. Uh, right. Mundy Hendrickson, a patron, friend of the show, says, Hi, the four agreements is by Don Miguel Ruiz, not Deepak Chopra. Thanks, daddies. Ah! <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mundy, for fucking... She's laying down the cold, hard facts. Making me look like a god. She's laying down the cold, hard facts. Dude, how about me just thinking... That, how about me thinking that was Deepak Chopra? I did have a Deepak Chopra book. I just confused the two. That's fine. Uh, Kathy Powell says, <laughs> I don't even remember what we talked about. Oh, we, oh, okay. Now I do, but we're not going to say. She says, I guess this is why they call it the Secret Weekly. Touche and bravo. That was her response to the Secret Weekly. All right. Now here's an actual email. This is from Diamaressa Strom, which sounds like she needs her own Marvel movie, by the way. Yeah. The subject is a solid fucking thank you to both of you daddies. And here is the email. Um. Uh, <clears throat> 2021 has been a real hot-ass burning dumpster fire. Zero exaggeration. However, hearing the two of you doing your thing twice a week is truly comforting. The bannering, chatting, the random realities, family life struggles, hearing shenanigans of the past and the craziness of touring, etc. Honestly, just both of your voices and genuine perspective has been a sweet salve through these wacky times. One of my favorite things in life is Bob's scream laugh. Even better if he claims to be on the brink of passing out. Seriously, the best. 
Another fave is when you can hear Clint's eyes rolling at Bob through his voice. Yet you guys always seem to gel and glean the best from the conversation, whether or not you're both on the same wavelength. Two quick questions for B. Schniz. Number one. I'm all ears. Number one, you have quite a diverse collection of instruments. However, I've never seen or heard you play a ukulele. Why no love for the uke? Oh, I got I got a lot of love for the for the uke. I, in fact, I got so much love for it. Uh, <laughs> you need end. to check out the song uh, "The Fools" on King Kong, which I also played on, which is you on a ukulele. No, I like the ukulele. Here's what I don't do. I, I do and I do this when I'm playing my live shows. I pick one instrument and I stick to it. And then like I could like do the thing that some people do. And here's what they are. A bunch of fucking nanny pants shit boxes. Here's what they do. They go. Okay, I'm gonna play on this song. I'm gonna play my I'm gonna play the D the 57 acoustic and I'm going to use that pickup and then on the next song I'm going to use a, a 1934 Mando and then on the next song I'm going to use and here's what I'm like here's what I'll do I'll fucking take a goddamn rock and a 2 by 4 and I'll fucking make magic with it cuz guess what I am a motherfucking pro, bitch. So I don't need to be switching instruments. And you're the same way. Dude, here's what you do, Clint. You show up with a guitar and one pair of jeans. And you're like, how long's the tour? <laughs> oh, six weeks? No problem. There's another question. Diamaressa Strom says, number two, what happened to Monster Socks? We loved this app and were so disappointed when it disappeared. Can't wait to see oh, you at no. the John T. Flora County store on the 27th zip. I don't even know what Monster Socks is. So the guys from We Fail who did the um, I Will Find You No Matter uh, I Will Find You No Matter What, the, the Amazon Prime thing that I did with my son that's a beautiful long-form video and uh, musical. They also did my old website, and they did a uh, an animated kids book called monster socks, which I narrated and also did the music for. I don't know why that went away. I think they changed the protocol, like maybe the way, and they just, they didn't make any money off that book. And so when they changed the protocol, they just didn't want to maybe put the time and effort into, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why it went away. It's such a, it was a great, I, it's weird because I haven't. It was on my iPad. I haven't looked in a while. I'll have to. Is that worth like a um, just a quick email to those dudes just to see what's? It may be something simple like just resubmitting it, not having to really change anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look into it. But yeah, I'm glad you liked Monster Socks. I I loved it. I th- I thought it was really beautiful and cool, and and uh, my son loved it too. That's about all the time we have. That that brings us to a, a close here on the I'm okay, you're okay hour. Hey, I just want to say this to everybody out there. After going through this thing this week, it's been so humbling and it's made me so grateful for everything, for our friendship uh, that we have, you and me, Clint, um, for the friends, friendships that I have, for my family, for my extended family, my uh, 
ex-wife and her husband and and uh, all our families who who have all kind of gone through it you know they're all they're all here in Texas and uh and then all of the people that I know in Texas that have gone through this and then just everybody I'm just you know all you know we always joke around but like you know saying oh we're really grateful for the patron patrons and stuff but I can't tell you guys how much that means to me that you guys are supporting the show uh not just through you know oh i like the show but actually fucking putting your money where your mouth is and i know uh, i can't tell you how wonderful uh, that makes uh, i'm telling you life is fucking hard life is hard and the only thing that makes it good is all of the things i just talked about uh friendships relations family uh being able to do this um you know having you guys listen to it and and give us feedback and send us emails and and support us i'm telling you it it just means the world to me and i i know i joke around a lot and i say a lot of silly shit but i i just want to say thanks i i just uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna start crying so i'm gonna stop well i have nothing valuable to add to that i agree very sweet sentiment and a great uh a great a great closing remark from you so we'll see you all in the secret weekly and then we'll see you next week peace (laughs) 